Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana, and as always, my brother Noel. Noel, big win, huh? Yeah, it's good to be wrong. Good to be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. We were both wrong on this one. I would have gotten the 28 for Washington if uh, Hopkins yet again didn't miss a field goal. But, you know, hey, man, I'm happy with the win. They played well today and um, it's good. Good. Keeps us alive. Keeps us alive. Let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook group. Just search Beltway Sports Bros. You can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. If you are listening to this right now, which obviously you are, please hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode going forward. All right, let me do a quick recap of Washington's first win in five games, as I tend to do. On Washington's first possession, they put together an 11-play, 74-yard drive, ending with a turnover on downs at the Dallas one-inch line. Kyle Allen got stopped on a QB sneak. Next drive, Andy Dalton gets strip-sacked by Landon Collins, and the ball bounced into the end zone. Dallas covered the ball, but Washington was able to get a safety out of it, making the score 2 to nothing. After Dallas punted, Washington got another good drive together, going seven plays, 63 yards, ending with a 12-yard run by Antonio Gibson right through the teeth of the Dallas defense, making it 9 to nothing. Washington. On the ensuing kickoff, Dallas returned a 66-yard return to the Washington 37. Dallas would end up kicking a field goal, making the score 9-3. to After Dallas missed on a fourth and one attempt, Washington scored with a 52-yard deep ball from Allen to Terry McLaurin for a touchdown, making the score 15-3 to Washington. After a couple possessions by both teams, Washington put together a 10-play, 60-yard touchdown drive, ending with a 15-yard pass from Allen to Logan Thomas, 22-3 Washington. With really the only offense Dallas showed all game, they drove down to the Washington 12, but Andy Dalton threw an interception to Cole Holcomb at the 5 to end the first half. The second half didn't have much notable other than the one field goal and another badly missed 44-yard field goal by Hopkins. Also, something of note, Andy Dalton got literally knocked out of the game by John Bostick while (laughs) trying to... Was trying to slide in the third on a really dirty hit on that one, but Washington wins easily with a final score of twenty-five to three. And as crazy as it is, Noel heading into the bye week at two and five, Washington is now a half game back of the Eagles for first in the NFC East. They've got a lot to look forward to during that bye. A lot mm-hmm. of tape to look at. A lot of things. Second half of the season coming up, and um, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. So some injury notes, notable ones here. Safety, Landon Collins was carted off after a non-contact injury to his ankle. Didn't really look good. Also, right tackle Morgan Moses was dealing with a groin injury throughout the game. He left about halfway through the fourth. I mean, hopefully he's okay. Yeah, I think he's all right. I think he he was kind of fighting through it the entire game. You could see him. He was struggling. Mm. And I think when the game was in hand, they just said to hell with it, man. And he had had his his last lick. 
he tried to go out there and scramble on one last play, and then they said, let's just shut it down. I think that was it. I think if the game was closer, he probably would have stayed in there, but he was getting beat up. I'm liking Morgan this year, you know? Yeah, yeah, no. He's I mean, really he's, picked up his shit. He has. He has. He absolutely has. And he's played some tough DNs this year the fr- in the first half. Um, yeah. So I'll give it to him. I mean, I'm, I'm always hard on the guy, but I think he's played solid so far this season. He has. Probably the best on the offensive line so far. I mean, most consistent for sure, but... Sure. So, you know, after all that, big win. What are your thoughts on the game? If anybody listened to the preview show, they basically just checked all our boxes. (laughs) They ran the ball great today. Like I said, the first thing out of my mouth on the preview show was run, run, and run some more. To be honest with you, I thought they could have run the ball even more than they did. But against this defense, you have to be successful running the football. Everybody else is. And they were very successful running the football. They ran the ball for 208 yards, eviscerated their previous rushing totals. They've only averaged 82 yards a game. They beat it in the first half. They beat it in the first two drives, Matt. They had 85 yards in the first two drives. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the writing was on the wall for this game. We were talking about chunk plays, chunk plays, chunk plays, and they were doing that. But when they got down to that goal line, man, and Allen fumbled it, I was like, here we go. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Like our grandparents used to say, Kuminchamora. <laughs> All right, that's like, here we go again. But the defense held serve. They got the safety and they trounced that momentum that Dallas potentially could have gotten, which is something that Washington doesn't normally do. I thought I was going to see a nice drive out of Dallas. They got the fumble, they got the safety, and that was huge, man. That, that really started the momentum going in the opposite way. Especially when they went offsides on that and got a little breathing room. I was like, you got Oh, it. yeah, Shit, I man. know. Right off the bat, the offsides, <laughs> I'm like, here we go. Here we go. 95-yard drive coming up. Yeah, right? So, yeah, it felt good. They did what they needed to do. They looked like they came in with a game plan. Allen played controlled. He made significant plays when he needed to. He didn't go outside of himself. That run on third down that he had was was huge. And they played within themselves. This is the type of team that they need to be. And another thing that we said was, Go to your skill guys. Go to the only guys that are really worth the shit on this team. And they went to those. Gibson, McLaurin, Logan Thomas. And they did those things. It looked like they really came in with a simple game plan against a shitty defense. Let's be real. Well, we've been begging for it for five weeks. Run and throw deep. Right. Be simple. Go back to the basics. Go back to a tried and true way of successful offenses in the NFL. You know, even if offenses have changed a little bit these days with passing to open up the run and that kind of thing, you still can run to open up the pass. Look at Tennessee, for instance. It's still a workable method of offense in the NFL. Right. You don't have to go down this road of gimmicky bullshit. Now, it's easy to stick to the run when it's working. And obviously, that's the game plan going in, which it didn't look like in prior weeks that was really the plan. This week, it looked like they were salivating at the thought of running the ball. But Turner, in his previous five weeks, they seem to try to run the ball at first. It doesn't work, and he abandons it. Right. So, Well, I talked about that, and you said that before, but I think in a lot of times, again, both of these teams have been down in all of their games. Yes. Okay. Washington had a great balanced initial drive, ran the ball five times, looked good, got yards in chunks. And I think they saw vulnerabilities that a blind man could see. But that's my point is that it's easy to do these things when it's working. Sure. Of course. The problem is, will Turner stick to it when it's not being successful? I doubt it. Right. That's the problem. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can say if you're getting five, six yards a clip, sure, keep running the ball. And like you said, they still didn't run the ball enough. No. They were passing unnecessarily in the second half when they had that game fully in, hand. in control. That defense was beat up. They still did what they needed to do, I believe. Uh, and I agree. To me, this Dallas defense, even in this game, was worse than I thought that they were. And I've seen them play, and they're a porous defense. They are so vulnerable on their front seven. They get pushed around against an offensive line that, let's get real, is not a good offensive line. And these were some of these holes for Gibson were gaping. But I will give it to Gibson as well. For a guy that hasn't played a whole hell of a lot of running back and going into the hole, which hasn't been his M.O. yet, he was driving the pile. And that was impressive to me. He was getting yards and dragging people. And that's either really good on his part. It showed even more glaring weaknesses on the Dallas side that, man, they can't even bring a guy down when they're piled on top of him. It was a bad look for Dallas, man. I thought that Washington doesn't play with heart at times, but Dallas really... They look beat down. They didn't want to be there from the very beginning. And that was what was concerning about when they got that stop on the goal line. I was like, oh, you're breathing some life into this team right out right. of the gate. But, you know, as we saw, well, what there happened, were there were really some matter. big plays getting the safety off of that. They got the offsides. They got the safety. We don't know where that drive would have gone if Landon Collins didn't make that huge sack fumble. They got the safety. Who knows where that drive would have gone? And also the uh, Holcomb interception. Yeah, They were driving on that. That was a huge interception for them at that point. They were driving on that. They could have gone into the half with points. And you don't know how the second half could have drawn out because they could have built off of that and seen, okay, they could have seen vulnerabilities in Washington's defense. And, and to go back, I mean, I think the Washington defense was playing a little bit PG at that point and allowing things and wasn't pressuring Dalton as much. But that could have been a huge momentum shift. And Washington opposite of what they normally do, were making plays at critical situations. Hell, Holcomb was all over the place in this game. Oh my gosh, that sack that he had, he eviscerated Elliot. I mean, he launched him. And then <laughs> it, was went, it was so awesome. He just was, speared him right through and yeah. then went into Dalton. He it brought a work ethic to the defense that I think is immeasurable. Chase Young played. He didn't even look like he was playing hard, man. He didn't even look like he was playing hard, and he was. Yeah. But he's like one of those guys that runs really fast, like Randy Moss, that doesn't even look like he's running hard, and he just runs by people. That's just how he plays. I mean, even a couple times that I saw him going into coverage, he would just slide himself back. He's upright. He's just doing his thing, and he was just dominant, sliding down the line of scrimmage, getting to the running back, crushing guys. Andy Dalton had the fear of God in him, even when he would catch a whiff of young. If anybody watches those particular plays, he was throwing that ball away, man. It was, I'm not having any part of this. I just like Young because even if he's not, that's not necessarily his assignment and he's getting double teamed, he, he'll get off that block and in a flash, even run across the field and go get the running back. He plays within the game, but it's not like a thing where, oh, that's not my assignment. I'm going to sit here and stick with these two guys that are in front of me. He blasts off of them and uses his speed to... right. Do what he needs to do. Right. A guy like Ryan Kerrigan would sit there and look around and this is my assignment, like a cyborg. I got stuck up on this. I got held up. So they went to the other side. Well, hope somebody gets them. Yeah. And um, he just has a motor. I mean, when plays happened, there was a draw that happened where they scampered upfield. He was the first one to get to the guy. He just does it all. He is worth his weight in gold on that side. And 
Dallas's offensive line had no answers. Hell, they didn't have answers for anyone. And that was what we went into it. This is an offensive line that is completely beat up, completely decimated. And this defensive line had to come out and show that they're the best on the football field. And they had six sacks. They had eight QB hits. That's what these guys are getting paid to do. You're going against a lot of third stringers. And this was really going to be a make or break to me for the defensive line. If they couldn't do it against this offense, I don't know who they could have done it against. And Daryl Johnson made a good point. He said the next step is to actually do this against good offensive lines because they did it against the Eagles. They lit them up and they were kind of in the same situation. They lit up the Dallas offensive line, but it's good to feast on a weakness. But and we talked about that over the years. That's what Washington doesn't do. Right. So the next step is to actually be able to show your worth against healthy offensive line or at least middle tier offensive lines that you can take over the game. And let's hope that they can get to that point. And Montez Sweat on the other side is just he's a monster, too. Hey, Ryan Kerrigan played like seven plays, got another sack. I don't know how he keeps doing. (laughs) Hey, man, that's what he does. It's what he's getting paid to do. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. He he added to his total. What else is he supposed to do out there? But the defense played very well against a bad Dallas offense right now. They've lost so much. They still had some skilled spots. They defended it well. Dallas pieced together a couple of drives. I'll be honest. I don't even know who the fuck this Danucci guy is. But when he came in and he struck that ball to Amari (laughs) Cooper. Here we go. I was like, here we go. Here we fucking go. Andy Dalton Dalton couldn't throw a three-yard dump before running around like a chicken with his head cut off. I will say this, though. CeeDee Lamb dropped some big balls that could have really extended some stuff. They made, with their own mistakes, look better than they actually were. Because there were some situations that they could have extended some drives. I think he dropped like three huge balls. Absolutely. That ball that he dropped over the middle, he was gone. Yeah, absolutely. Right between the safeties, right in his chest. He caught that ball. He was gone. There was nobody there. There was no doubt in my mind. And hey, everybody needs those type of plays to win games. There's been teams that have lived off that shit. New England, Pittsburgh. I've never seen so many Pittsburgh fumbles that bounce right into a defender's hands and they return one for a touchdown. You need those type of plays. The key to this game was Washington stuck to their guns and what they wanted to do. And in situations where there could have been momentum changes, they cease and desisted those. Yeah, those are two things that we have not seen out of Washington. Definitely not this year and in years past. And the thirdly being putting your foot down on a weaker opponent's throat. They were very vulnerable. They were a lame gazelle. Okay, and the lion needs to go for that one. Yeah, and they um, tend to play down to their competition. Right. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. It's nice to go into the bye week with a big win. They're two and five, still incredibly still in the race. I'm still so pissed about the Giants. Game. Even more so now. Oh, my. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like you could be three and in the division right now. You'd have a nice cushion at the moment if you would have just done the right thing. Right. I'm not saying 100 percent they would have won that game, but in all probability they would have. And the Giants would have been completely out of it. No chance. Now you got to go and play the Giants again. I mean, I think that they should beat them coming off of a bye, but who the hell knows? Right. Why? 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 Do I mean, the Giants, things? the Giants gave away the game against the Eagles. They did. And we talked about it when after they lost the game to the Giants, that this game wouldn't have had to have been a must win. It was more of a cherry on top. So now you potentially could have been, like you said, three and oh in the division, three and four and really in the driver's seat. And then you definitely had some margin for error. 
even if they came out of the bye stale and lost to a Giants team that had to win the game, you were still three and one in the division and had the head-to-head against Dallas and the Eagles. Well, the Giants, if they would have lost that game, they would have been dead on arrival. Right. Especially if they lost the Eagles, if things would have matched up the same way. They had no reason to play a game at that point. So well, they would have just been playing to get a victory, is what I'm saying. But, but, now, as they, but far that, as... now they actually have something to play for for sure. the division. They're still involved. If Washington beat them there, it's a wrap for them. Well, shit. Even if Giants had lost that game, the shitty division that this is, Everybody would have still kind of been in it. You win a couple games in a row. Talk about driver's seat. Oh, I know. So the division's up for grabs. They got the win that they needed to. Dallas is reeling. The Eagles, even though they beat the Giants, they're reeling as well. Hopefully they don't catch momentum after coming back from on the Giants game. But shit, the two wins that the Eagles have are off last-minute comebacks at the skin of their ass. Yeah, if Kyle Shanahan would have actually just kicked that ball deep on that Sunday night game, what a fucking idiot. We've talked about this before (laughs) with this division. It's a race to the bottom. It's not honorable. It's just how the NFL is set up. But like you said, if a team can put together three, four wins in a row, you're probably going to win the division here. Why not us, Noel? Well, I will say, you know, in this game, they did what they needed to do. They showed what they needed to show. Kyle Allen played well, like I said, so they can build off of this. Now, it's just a matter of how they decide to build off of it, and they decide to actually utilize the positives that they took from this game, and when they go against a better opponent, whether they still stick to their guns and use those advantages, or they just say hell with it and try to get cute again and start trying to figure out ways to throw screens and change of pace bullshit and um, Kyle Allen doing things that he's not built to do. So we'll see moving forward. They have a week off. I think it's a good week for them to have a bye. Well, I will say that that um, Antonio Gibson, that big run in the first drive, I believe, with a 40-yard run, that was a very well-designed play. A lot of movement. He got the ball and just took off. And that's the kind of shit you need. If you want to get cute with stuff, do that. Right. But I wanted to say this, though. It was good to hear that the announcers, Daryl Johnson and the other idiot, they've announced three of Washington's games so far, and they said that that Rivera seemed in better spirits. He's got his last chemotherapy treatment on Monday. And I don't know if I've really heard anybody talk about this, but I did a little research on what was it's called chemo brain. And obviously, Rivera has kind of seized the light at the end of the tunnel here, and maybe he's not as pissy about things. But you look at the symptoms, you know, I was looking at this from the American Cancer Society. And there's some very eerily similar things that, that he's going through. And like we talked about before, now I've paid attention to what Caroline has done, and he's never been so erratic Bullshit. with his... Well, no, no, he, he hasn't. I'm not. I'm saying during his press conferences and things like that, I'm not making excuses for him, but it, it is a legitimate thing. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not and, saying that. And if it know, were just... No, I was going to say that a couple of the bullet points here, forgetting things that usually have no trouble remembering, memory lapses trouble concentrating, trouble remembering details like names, dates, sometimes larger events, trouble multitasking, trouble remembering common words. If you listen to his press conferences, how much is he stuttering? I'm sure that, and I'm not defending his decision making, but I've never been through chemotherapy before. And I can imagine it's it can't be an easy situation to go through. I'm totally and blindsided on this topic. So bear with me, everyone. All I was saying was you're going into the bye week. He's no longer going to have this chemotherapy. Last one's on Monday, hopefully. And maybe there's, you know, something here that you can kind of get back to normal, even if he's not. What what the- did he do that's not normal to you besides be erratic in the press conferences during game time situations? If everybody goes back and looks at his track record, he has a riverboat Ron name for a fucking reason. OK, 
The guy is erratic on his play calls. He talks about playing from the gut. He is a gut poker player. He doesn't play like the geek guys that fucking play online and play analytics. The guy doesn't know analytic football. He doesn't know game management. He was a linebacker, for God's sakes. He's a defensive coordinator. He wasn't meant to do time management and play calling in certain situations. He's always been that way. That's has been his primary criticism. Now, I understand what you're saying that maybe we'll get back to some normalcy as far as him because he's done with his cancer treatment. But his shit on his game management ain't going to change, Matt. He might be know, better. He might that. be better in his press conferences and be more available as far as criticism goes because he's like might have more of a less fuck off mentality. But his game, don't think that all of a sudden he's going to have this light bulb that goes off. No, that's not what I'm saying. I agree. He has those things from the past that he makes questionable decisions, like what he did against the Giants. That's kind of a, the norm for him. I'm just saying that we may have some, like you said, normalcy coming back. We just won a big game going on to the bye. Got a relatively easy next few games coming up. I mean, I'm sure they think the same thing about Washington. that They're playing, oh, great, we get to play Washington. That's, that's a win on the uh, schedule, but... I hope this means, you know, kind of with all the craziness with Haskins and everything that he's been doing the last few weeks, maybe hopefully they can move in the right direction now. That's all. I, I'm trying to see some some hope here. I'm trying to hopefully he's a positive guy that's going to, you know, he sees that light at the end of the tunnel. We will see. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter and the Facebook group. And also our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Again, if you haven't listened, I'm on the Believe in Wizards podcast. It was on Thursday with Larry Hughes and Matt Moderno. So if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you on Wednesday.